Hello and welcome to the Consumer Goods Forum's end-to-end value chain podcast. My name is Joelle Mbouya-Leclerc and I work in the communications team. In this podcast series, we'll be hearing industry insights from experts working towards collaborative solutions that benefit the entire value chain. In this episode, we'll be hearing from end-to-end value chain director Rudy Hagedorn as he speaks with Justin Hunneman of Amazon, and they'll be chatting about some of the biggest trends in our CPG industry and much more. Today we have a very, very special guest. I'm uh, very proud to have on the talk today, Justin Hunneman. Justin, could you please tell us who you are and what your role is in our industry? Hey, thanks, Rudy. It's um, so great to be here with you. I'm a big fan of you, as many are, and the Consumer Goods Forum, of course. And so, um, super excited to be talking to you this morning. Yeah, I, I work over at Amazon, Justin Hahnemann. I lead our worldwide uh, consumer products team focused on food and beverage. And my background has largely been in CPG. I spent 10 years at Coca-Cola. Um, coming up through the operations part of the organization, analytics, spent a couple years at Georgia Pacific, and then I led actually CPG over at Teradata, big data analytics company. So I've kind of, my background has been somewhat of a hybrid uh, customer side, as well as tech and consulting. And my main role, like what I do day in, day out is work with um, the, the largest, you know, CPG brands worldwide and helping them to solve business problems as well as technical problems. Um, and it's pretty exciting. I think it's one of the most exciting times to be in our industry right now. Well, thank you, Justin. Uh, you mentioned there are some challenges these days in our industries. Um, I mean, no kidding. Uh, we hear it everywhere. <laughs> and um, what, from your perspective, what are the big things that you see in CPG these days? So um, shifts, trends, directions that you might want to share with us? Yeah, so as I just said, um, I think... If you work in this industry and you've been in this industry for any number of years, it it is the most exciting time. Um, The pace has picked up, especially the last two years. The the decision-making methods and process have accelerated. Um, There's new technology that didn't exist in the past that's enabling new new, um, opportunities for growth. And I'll talk about that in a few minutes. Um, You know, there's, there's new thinking coming into legacy organizations. And there's new challengers coming up, especially in my world, food and beverage. I mean, we've got so many new entrants um, in the in the startup space that are digital natives. That's super exciting. Um, so from a high level, I would just say a lot of um, opportunity, a lot of growth. You know, the last two years have, uh, especially during COVID, have, have uh, challenged the industry, but also accelerated the industry. And I can dive into some of the details if you'd like in terms of specifics. Thank you. Thank you for sharing. So coming back to the keyword that I heard just uh, in one of in one of your lines is opportunities. So um, just to put that out of the hook, <laughs> <laughs> I guess our uh, our listenership, I cannot say readership, <laughs> listenership would be highly interested in some of these things. Could you mention when you use the term opportunities in these new times, what pops up in your mind? What does it mean for all sure. the team members? Thank you. So the, I'll start with supply chain. Um, that that right now is the top topic of interest for every one of our customers. And when I say supply chain, I'm bundling together 
uh, quite a few different um, capabilities, solutions, and topics, including things like you know connected factory, digital manufacturing, supply chain visibility, ind industry 4.0, industrial IoT, all these buzzwords we hear in this space. Um, but it's so exciting right now because, again, the technology has evolved to a place where you can actually use these, these capabilities to improve legacy operations, I'll call it. So that's one interesting opportunity. And again, at, in our organization, it's top of the list of what people are asking of us. The second is thinking about the consumer experience. And for CPG brands, as we all know, um, the biggest challenge is we really haven't owned that end customer or consumer experience because they've been shopping at a retail store. And what you've seen over the last couple of years, of course, is an explosion in direct-to-consumer channels for CPG. And also, though, an explosion of interest and investment in e-commerce for CPG brands. And that has enabled you know, new information on consumers, new connections to consumers, new relationship with consumers, um, and new thinking then that, that is now powering in marketing and sales in terms of how to engage consumers in new and different ways. So those would be two areas that I would highlight, both again, on the supply chain and operations side in terms of growth and innovation, and then on the sales marketing and execution side with consumers, there's so much happening there and, and the opportunity to really improve that consumer experience. Oh, oh thanks. Um, so keywords I captured here, consumer experience, supply chain, and also technologies. Uh, when I talk to our members, uh, they I think they would really subscribe every word you say. Uh, and of course, the question pops up is, um, how do they all bridge the gap, you know, between uh, technology, the demanding new experiences, uh, but also can supply chain hold up to the promises right. made? Uh, so from your perspective, globally in the industry, how do you see this moving? Are, are we on a good path or is there still a lot of homework to be done? So for the majority of the, the major brands that I work with, um, they are investing in new capabilities across the organization. And this is not a, an IT thing and it's not just a business thing. It is an organization um, imperative, I'll say, to leverage, investigate, uh, investigate, leverage and deploy new thinking and new capabilities because they can, and there's more available now um, in faster and more accessible ways than ever. The challenge is for big legacy organizations that have grown through acquisition, there's a complex technology infrastructure and, and um, integration that makes it very challenging to do things flexibly in an agile way, um, even to get integrated data and reporting, let alone any good analytics. That, that, that is a challenge for most legacy organizations and it's a tension that they're managing in terms of, hey, I wanna move to new, more flexible technology, but I've also got to deal with this like legacy debt that I've got, technical debt, right? But if you on the flip side, if you look at some of the digital natives, I'll use like Dollar Shave Club in our category, you know, they don't have that technical debt, right? They came in and they're operating on flexible technology platforms that are doing more direct consumer selling. They've got personalization ramped up. Like, you know, they just can move faster um, in, a, in a different type of way. And so again, in our industry, I think there's some interesting tensions with legacy brands, digital natives, and then startups that uh, make it really an exciting time um, and an opportunity, right? It's, it's challenging everyone to think different and, and invest in innovation. Yeah. That's a, that's a good story. You know, there's the myth out there that I hear sometimes, which says, 
oh, all I need to do is copy all my on-site data to the cloud and I immediately <laughs> become agile. Um, what would you tell a customer like that? <laughs> okay, well, first, the cloud offers many extraordinary benefits, right? Um, the one that everyone thinks of first is cost savings because essentially, regardless of the platform you choose, when you move off-prem in a data center, or your technology into the cloud, you're moving from capital expense to operating expense. And, and if you look at the numbers overall, that's it's a lower cost because you're using just what you need. So think of it like a light switch here in the room that I'm sitting in. You know, when I turn the light on, I'm paying for the power to use the, the light up the room. And when I leave, I turn the light off and I'm not paying for that power any longer. In the cloud, it's similar. So if I want to test out a new capability in a customer experience um, type scenario where I'm reaching out to consumers, um, testing a campaign, you know, I'm paying for capacity utilization and, and, you know, leverage of that technology during that test. But when the test is over, I'm not using that or paying for that any longer. So um, cost savings is definitely the, uh, the primary thing people think of, but the real reason people move to the cloud is because of the agility and the ability to, be flexible and try new things quickly. Um, and then on, only pay for what you're gonna need. So you spin up capabilities when you need it, you spin those capabilities back down when you don't need it. Versus, and remember I was on the on the, on the the customer side and I'll use my time at Coca-Cola. You know, if when we needed to buy <laughs> additional capacity or new capability, you had to buy hardware that had to be installed. And it took weeks and weeks to get it and install it and test it and QA it and make sure it was right. And then about the time it was spun up, it was full. Like we, we needed more. So, I mean, like it was just a very inflexible model, but that's how things were at that time. So the cloud just enables that flexibility, the agility, the cost savings, and allows you to really, um, you know, a, a take your staff that were supporting a data center and apply those people in new and different ways. No, well put. I think, yeah, the, the change is, I think, uh, really difficult for people because they have to really split their time between making technology choices and they have a big, big menu of choices and they have the challenges currently, which are there. <laughs> and we right. have an evolving consumer that gets more and more digital. And um, they now have like three menus and they need to spend their time and effort and, um, and other means and resources wisely among these three menus. Um, if somebody starts as a legacy company and um, wants to make a very first step, what kind of rule of thumb guideline, one, two, three, you know, like generally, would you give this kind of company? So, so I thought of you, you know, shooting yeah, the head, I, so. I love that. So I, um, I recently put together a program that I call fast track. And it's basically a facilitated session workshop. And the, the, and the way that I think about the question you just asked me is like when I'm sitting with a, a CMO or a, a chief sales officer or head of consumer insights or shopper insights or supply chain, or I mean, these, the business people, let's, let's talk about business, right? I'll walk them through, you know, what's the experience you want your customer, the retailer or the consumer to have? Let's talk about those points of, of, of those touch points and talk about the different business use cases or scenarios. Let's whiteboard those out. Okay, then we'll back into what do you have today? 
and what would be the ideal experience that you'd like it to be in the future? What systems or data enable it today? Where is that data? And then at the end of it, let's prioritize which of these you'd really want to focus on in some sort of proof of concept or some sort of tests, right? So at that point, you can then take you can take a, a, a lot of ideas, narrow them down to two or three ideas, let's say, and go and test those and learn from those very quickly. Um, and then if they work, commercialize them. And so that's the approach that I like to think of. It's it allows you to first of all get some focus. Second of all, invest in testing and trial, but also you know fail quickly or succeed quickly, and then know where you want to invest over time. Now the 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 question I or the question I'm sure you're thinking about is I just talked about the business side. What about technology? You do need technology and the technology organization to support you in those types of activities for the most part. Um, there are some things that business can do on their own without IT, but in general, when you start getting into true cross-organization like use cases, you're going to need technology to be part of that. And so that's where the partnership comes in. Well, Justin, I'm getting a signal that we are completely running over time and we're just getting started. <laughs> I know. We need more time. Come on. <laughs> Justin, um, um, what would you like to talk about next time? Any ideas? Uh, we didn't cover today. So you know, I'm trying to bind you, know you in what, for our next podcast. <laughs> you know what we should do? Um, how about we pick two or three of these business areas that are, you know, I'll say trending or on fire right now. Um, and we can dive into those and talk about um, how we're taking the model that I just shared with you and applying it in those types of environments, how some of our major brand customers are, are solving problems there. I'm happy to unpack that those ideas for you. Excellent. Um, Justin, thank you so much for being here today. It was a, a delightful interview um, and a completely new way. Um, so great. Um, ladies and gentlemen, uh, if you want to find out more about uh, Justin, you will find all the contact details below in the information section of the podcast. If you have any questions you would like us to deal with and you would like to ask Justin, please send them in. Uh, you will find my email down there. It's r.hagedorn at theconsumergoodsforum.com. And we hope you enjoyed this session of the end-to-end -end value chain. And with that, over to our communications team. Justin, thank you so much for being our guest today. Thank you. What a great episode. Thank you so much, Rudy. Thank you so much, Justin, for sharing those valuable insights. That was a really, really interesting discussion. And I'm very glad to have had such a great episode as my last one that I'm hosting as part of the End to End Valley Chain podcast series. Um, it's been such a pleasure being your host since we launched in 2019. So thank you so much all for your support and for your commitment. But of course, the show must go on. There is more to come. And please stick around if you would like a little teaser for what to expect in our next episode with Justin. And of course, for more information about the End to End Value Chain Initiative and for more podcast episodes, please visit www.tcgfvaluechain.com. So Justin... Can we give a teaser to our audience? What are you going to talk about next time? Yeah, so Rudy, on our next episode, we're going to talk front office. So we're going to talk outlet execution, uh, sales and marketing, shopper and consumer insights, kind of think about the, the retailer as well as the consumer and all associated with that. We're going to unpack solutions 
um, methods, process, challenges, and opportunities in that space. Do you think somebody will miss out? <laughs> I wouldn't do it. I wouldn't do it. I wouldn't okay. miss it. It's going to be okay. so much fun. <laughs> okay. Excellent.